Hello, this is your host, George Mooney's Gunt, and welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. In today's episode, I wanted to discuss some common microaggressions that um, us autistic people experience coming from neurotypicals um, on a pretty regular basis. First, I will just give a brief summary of what microaggressions are. Microaggression is basically something that you say to a member of a marginalized group um, or a minority group with good intentions, but it's actually not really helpful and it can make the person um, feel offended even if that wasn't your atten- intention because it's actually perpetuating stigmas and stereotypes that have been ingrained in society for such a long time. We hear a lot about um, microaggressions towards black people, towards gay people, uh, but there, there, in my opinion there isn't enough discussion um, on microaggressions towards autistic people. So I'm going to um, cover some of those today. So the biggest microaggression that I would say, um, or one of the biggest in my opinion, that we receive on a pretty frequent basis is when we disclose to somebody that we're autistic, a lot of times they say that we don't look autistic and this one this one is really frustrating because it just shows that they don't understand what autism is they have a very stigmatized very stereotyped view of what autism is supposed to look like for them they because of the way you know, media and society portrays autism nowadays. They think that to be autistic, you have to be this super high support needs, um, white cisgender boy, um, you know, who can't speak uh, or, you know, has a proxy of speech, um, you know, who has... Um, hard time moving around, you know, whatever it may be, you know, high support needs, whatever those may look like. And unfortunately, a lot of people think of disabled people or autistic people as all being the same or acting the same. And and what we really need to emphasize, and one of the things we try to emphasize the most is that we are all different. Like, yes, we all are autistic and we share a lot of things in common because of that but we are all different unique individuals even within the disability community um i talked on my last episode about how i i am not a fan of the term special needs because special needs um calling the needs of disabled people special is singling them out as if they were just like some, as if they weren't human, as if there's some sort of like foreign aliens or specimens. And it's also assuming that all disabled needs are the same, and they're not. Everyone is, every disabled person is different from another. 
Um, so, um, back to my point, it, there's no autistic look. There's no way, you know, autism is a spectrum of different traits to different intensities. And, you know, there are autistics with lower support needs, there are autistics with higher support needs, there are autistics with more sensory sensitivities, there are autistics with less sensory sensitivities, there are autistics with more executive dysfunction, there are autistics with less, there are autistics that have a really hard time with social situations, there are autistics that are able to mask really well in social situations or just do well in general. Um, it's not black and white, it's not one or the other, it's not mildly autistic and um, so-called, you know, severely autistic, which is also very ableist. Um, you know, it is just a spectrum. It is different traits, different intensities. Every, every autistic person has their own unique flavor and personality. Another microaggression that um, I have had said to me and a lot of autistic people get this, um, particularly those that don't present in the stereotypical ways that people seem to think autistic people are supposed to present or look like. Um, they say that my autism must be very mild or that I'm high functioning. And this goes, functioning labels is something that really, really is really harmful and I don't think people understand and people use these all the time and uh, I used to use them before and sadly I used to use them before I knew um, the more appropriate more sensitive language to use and the reason these are really harmful is because if you call someone high functioning you're invalidating the moments that they struggle the moments that you know, you're invalidating the fact that they're actually putting it together constantly, 24-7, you know, putting on this mask, trying to, um, and what I mean by putting on this mask is, you know, you're trying to act neurotypical, you're trying to act like you're not autistic, so you're like camouflaging, and you know, you're trying so hard to, like, make eye contact and, like, do these things that neurotypicals expect you to do, even though they might be really uncomfortable or painful for you. And so in social situations and such, and in work environments and school environments for a lot of people, you spend the whole day essentially masking, essentially, you know, trying to fit in um, by suppressing your natural traits and everything, and it's exhausting. And at the end of the day, you're exhausted. And that's, I don't call that high functioning. I call that like, oh, well, you know, what you're doing by calling me high functioning is you're complimenting me on my um, ability to mask and pretend that I'm someone that I'm not and do things that make me extraordinarily uncomfortable. And then I go home at the end of the day and I feel exhausted. Um, so I don't call that high functioning and, and it's really, that's why it's such a problematic term is that, you know, you can't just assume a person's 
um, so-called functioning level or even assume their support needs based on, you know, one conversation, based on the fact that, once again, you know, they don't fit the stigmatized, stereotypical view, I'm sorry, um, stigmatized, stereotypical view of autism that you have, that you thought, what you, what you thought autism was. And, of course, when you say low-functioning, you're invalidating the struggles of, of, you know, I mean, you're invalidating, well, you're focusing too much on the, sorry, I, I misspoke. You're focusing too much on the struggles and you're invalidating the capabilities of these individuals that are called low functioning. Um, and you know, you, you have to realize, okay, they might not be able to speak, but they can write. You know, they might not be able to do certain things. They might act in a, a way that is very, um, you know, unconventional or foreign to you. But it doesn't mean that they're necessarily, like, low-functioning at everything. Like, that they can't do certain things and succeed at, in, at certain things. You know, it's also very um, demoralizing for people um, that to be called low functioning. Um, so I, I never liked that term and I never, I didn't really understand why until I really started, um, delving into more, uh, research and more stuff that was written by actually autistic people with an inside perspective rather than an outside perspective. And now I understand why those, uh, labels are so harmful. And so please, you know, you meet someone autistic and they don't fit they're telling you they're autistic and they happen to not fit the stereotypical idea of autism that you might have, please do not call their autism mild. Please do not call their autism high-functioning. You might be trying, you might be thinking that you're complimenting them, but you're really not, so please don't do that. Um, another common microaggression, people say don't let your autism define you. That one also drives me crazy because my autism does define me. That's the whole reason we have these diagnoses is because there is a, your brain works in a different way and that will define you by nature. That is going to influence how you perceive information, how you relay information, how you communicate how you do a lot of things. Now, it is important to highlight, yes, it doesn't define the entirety of you. Of course, autistic people still have personalities and are different people aside from being autistic. I'm not saying that the autism is like 100% of our personality and we're always like everything we do, everything we say is an autistic trait. That's not true. But... It is a huge part of, of who we are and our identity and what what just who we are, what we do and, and how we do it. So to say that it to to tell someone to not let their autism define them is like telling a black person don't let your blackness define you. How imagine that can you that sounds really bad and racist, isn't it? Because it is. 
So that's why you shouldn't say this to an autistic person. You wouldn't want to say to a gay person, don't let your queerness define you. Because their queerness does define them. That's why they're queer. That's why I did, they identify that way, because it defines them. So, please, do not say that. Also, do not say that to autistic people. Do not. I Even if you have the best of intentions, because you've been taught only um, really the negative aspects or the struggles of autism and you haven't um, you haven't been exposed to information that that shows that autism is actually also responsible for a lot of positive traits and attributes such as hyper focus and I could go on but the point is it does define us, so please don't say that it doesn't. Next one. This one is tricky. When everyone, someone says that everyone is a little autistic. You see, I understand that, I understand where this is coming from, and I understand it's more, a lot of times it's meant like, to try to empathize with the person and like share experiences and be like, oh, well, you know, this sort of thing will happen with me too. And um, like, I acknowledge that it is very possible that everyone, every person out there, neurotypical or not or whatever, has some autistic traits to a certain degree, like some autistic traits, but just because you identify with certain traits or you might have some autistic traits that are very relatable to an autistic person, it doesn't mean that you're a little bit autistic because once again, autism isn't a scale of mild to severe. It is a, a, a spectrum wheel of different traits to different intensities. And, and those can even vary by day or by hour sometimes. It's also called the dynamic disability. Um, so I do understand that people are usually very well intentioned when they say this, but the reality is, yes, you might have some autistic traits, and you might actually be an undiagnosed autistic person, but I can't diagnose you. I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't have authority to diagnose people. Um, if you think you have, like, a lot of traits and, um, and you might actually fit the DSM criteria of autism, then, and if it's something that you want to do, I would encourage you to, to seek a diagnosis, um, because autism is still severely undiagnosed because a lot of practitioners don't have a lot of understanding of what autism is because they are not taught that in their um, studies when they're in college. There's not a lot of education on it. So they have very stereotypical ideas themselves of how autism presents. Now, this does not apply to all providers, but some, unfortunately, do. And they won't diagnose people because they don't fit one trait. Like, they may have all these traits that are super relatable and they don't fit one trait. Or, you know, they act in a way that, you know, 
is not the stereotypical stigmatized way and they don't get a diagnosis and it's really sad but moving on you know that's a whole nother that's a topic for another episode but um basically that's my take on 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 that one on saying everyone is a little autistic it's a slippery slope because you don't want to invalidate um, the struggles and the prejudice that autistic people have to deal with every day or, you know, throughout the course of their lives many times for being different and acting in ways that others find odd. And, you know, sometimes even people that, that tell me that they think they might be autistic as well, that they might be a little autistic, it's different. Um, which isn't a thing, by the way, it does not, you can't be a little bit autistic, but, um, you know, they, they themselves will misinterpret me and misread me in certain situations where it's an autistic, uh, neurotypical miscommunication. So, you know, and, and they don't understand that it's like, you will never understand if you're not autistic, it's going to be really hard for you to understand what it's like to grow up autistic in a society that is not meant and is not designed for autistic. So when people say that everyone is a little bit autistic, it's kind of, it's a sort of erasure. It's sort of, if, even though you might not be intending to do this, it feels like you're erasing our experiences and our struggles. So that's why that one is problematic. Um, I'm going to wrap up now with one more um, one more microaggression that I, I find this is the worst one of all of them. Thankfully, I have not had this one said to me very much as far as I recall, but unfortunately, a lot of people do have this said to them, and this is a very ableist one. Um, of course, sadly, it is also meant with well intentions, but it shows that uh, there's a lot of stigma. And it, it's when people say, don't call yourself autistic. Because they think autism is a bad thing. That What that tells me right away is the person that's saying that believes autism is some sort of disease, like cancer or COVID or whatever. You know, they think it's a bad thing, and it's not. It is a neurotype. It is a different way of thinking, operating, communicating. There's nothing wrong with it. That is, That goes to the core of what autism advocates like myself have been trying to say and fighting for relentlessly for decades. We just want to be accepted as different instead of trying, instead of people trying to fix us and make us fit these neuronormative molds, make us behave like neurotypicals when we're not neurotypical. Um, that, that is the core of what we've been advocating for and what I plan to continue advocating for, quite honestly, until my last living breath. Because this is, this is important to me. This is personal, and um, I, 
I'm just really grateful for, you know, having this podcast now and having people that listen and are willing to learn and are willing to communicate with autistic people. And I get a lot of messages uh, from from people that are, you know, really enjoying my content and really willing to listen. And um, it it's always something that I really appreciate because there are so many people out there that aren't willing to listen. And it's really frustrating and, and really sad. But um, to not go off on a tangent, uh, I'm going to wrap up uh, here. Um, I'm awkward with goodbyes. It's an autistic trait. Um, I will be posting another episode probably in a few days. I hope you enjoyed this one. See you next time.